Are you seeking fulfillment for your life? Do you want freedom from fear? That's why we're here. Welcome to Jesus 101, introducing you to the real Jesus. And now, here's your host, Elizabeth Talbot. Hello, I'm Elizabeth Talbot. And I'm Maciel Davila Ferrer. And we continue on our series, Trusting God's Way to the Promised Land. This is the moment. Here we are, yeah, right? Yeah, we're it? about to cross. <laughs> yes, so finally, we're about to cross to the Promised mm-hmm, Land. Mm-hmm. And I mean, they've been waiting how many years? 40 years. and <laughs> 40 years since the moment they had arrived yes, and went back, yes, right? Yes. So, but 400 and so, uh, and so years since they were slaves and the promise was given to Abraham that this people were going to actually, you know, conquer the land. Yes. This marks such a such a moment, such an emancipation of freedom, like a completion of what God is promising for yes. this long. And and God, again, will make a way where there was no way. I mean, this this crossing to the other side is going to be miraculous. They, yes. they don't have a place to cross, you mm-hmm. know. Uh, have you ever been in a place where there's no way and God makes a way? Have you ever been in a place like that? I distinctly remember feeling that way consistently when I first started ministry. Mm. Everything felt so hard. There was an evangelistic series. We were preparing for a hundred kids. And it seems small now in comparison to what God has done, but I remember just like crying out on my knees. Like, I need you to help me. This is too hard for me. Well, I remember a personal situation um, that is quite, you know, profound, I think. Mm -hmm. So most of our audience knows that I'm in my second marriage. Mm -hmm. I've been married to my husband, Patrick, almost 20 years now. But um, in my first marriage, Mm -hmm. there there were issues and I got divorced after 15 years. And I remember being in therapy. And this was a pastor who was actually a therapist. He said, I'm going to show you a verse. And he took me to Exodus 14 Mm -hmm. when they're about to cross the Red Sea. Mm -hmm. And they don't know how this is going to happen because, uh, you know, the army's behind them and, you know, the mountains are next to them and the sea's in front of them. And he said to me, I'm going to read this to you and you take it for yourself. And he took me to Exodus 14. And verses 13 and 14, and and where Moses says, Do not fear, stand by, and see the salvation of the Lord, which He will accomplish for you today. And then verse 14, The Lord will fight for you while you keep silent. I'm never going to forget this. Uh, I mean, can you imagine? Because I was like, I don't see a way out of this. How how is my life going to continue? And sometimes we don't know how to keep silent. We just, we want to pitch in. We want to help God. We want to advise Him. And that was what was happening to me. I was like, what am I supposed to do? What are you know? And he was like, this is God's battle. He's on your side. He's going to, uh, and, and you know, he, of course, 20 years later, it's easy to talk about. You but can see it. Yeah. And, and the truth is, you, listener, no matter what you're going through, you have to know that God is an expert mm-hmm. in making a way where there is no way. Yes. That, that's his expertise. It's an impossibility, <laughs> right? It's good for us to stand for a moment and say, this is impossible, because yeah. then God shows up and does his thing. Yeah. And it's not only for daily life, but when we think about salvation yeah. and the way we're going to be saved. Yes. It is impossible for human beings. So this is something that we need to learn yeah. that stand by, stand still and let God do his thing because he's the one that accomplished salvation. And he's the one that's going to bring you through. And it's an amazing thing to behold. It's amazing to let God do what we cannot do. Yeah. And and sometimes we fight it, right? Because we don't know <laughs> oh, how to certainly. stand still. And certainly. we are in chapter three of, of uh, Joshua when they're actually going to cross the Jordan after all this time. We're so excited and, to be here. And it's very interesting because because Joshua says, look, something amazing is about to happen. Chapter 3, verse 5 of Joshua, he tells them, go 
ahead. Joshua told the people, consecrate yourselves for tomorrow the Lord will do amazing things among you. Amazing things among you. Things that you have never seen before. Mm -hmm. Wonders, uh, you know, among you. And verse 4 has one of your favorite phrases, right? I love this. I love this. (laughs) Then you will know which way to go since you have never been this way before. How, How amazing. When you're looking at your future and you don't know, these guys have been walking in circles for 40 years. Yeah. I know sometimes in my, in my life, I certainly feel that. I know some of my parishioners do too. You're just walking yeah. in circles. Yeah. But we don't we don't have the faith to, 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 to step on. Yeah, yeah. To walk in a new path. And in this case, uh, you know, the, the word cross, which is going to be a big word here in this chapter, 22 times. 22, right. Cross, cross. You're actually going to cross this is over. It. The <laughs> yeah. anticipation has been building. But, but we, uh, like they were, uh, are afraid of uncharted territory. And this is why God so often in the Bible says, do not fear Mm -hmm. i am with you because Mm -hmm. he actually goes ahead of us right we like to be comfortable we like to be in familiar settings i wonder if they ever felt after a while if the desert was all they knew like i could i could settle (laughs) down here it's not so bad i like camping yeah especially because there is no way it's not like there's a bridge on top of the jordan river where they're gonna cross you know in in three weeks i'm gonna be in the jordan oh that's exciting Uh, i'm so excited and we're actually gonna cross the jordan um and go to the other side as well we're gonna do both countries, Israel and and, and Jordan. And, and the, the fact that, you know, to remember that God did another miracle there, like in the, in the Red Sea, you know, yes. where God made a way where there was no yes. way. And there, go, go ahead. There's so many promises. Be courageous. Be courageous. Don't be afraid. I command you to be yeah. courageous. But you're looking at a river <laughs> during water. flood season. During flood season, <laughs> yeah, exactly. right? Exactly. And that's one of the points we're going to see yeah. here, that, that the narrative will show the impossibility mm-hmm. of them actually crossing over. So in chapter 3, at the very beginning, Joshua on verse 6, something that's going to happen throughout this chapter and the next chapter, makes a point to show that the Ark of the Covenant, which represented the presence of God, is actually going to go into the river ahead of them. Amazing. Right? Let's let's read uh, verse 6 of chapter 3 of Joshua. Joshua said to the priests, take up the Ark of the Covenant and pass on ahead of the people. So they took it up and went ahead of them. Yeah. So so the, the Ark of the Covenant, which is the symbol of God's presence, always goes ahead of the people. And I think this is an important topic for us to understand that when we are going into uncharted territory, whether it's about salvation mm-hmm. for the future or in our daily lives, something, I mean, I'm going through some things now personally. That is uncharted for me. I've never seen them. I've never been here before. I don't know how I'm supposed to act. For me, it's very important to read here. God is going ahead of me in this. That's so powerful. It visualizes what we've been talking about before. In words, we have been assured of His presence, but now we get a physical picture that He's going to stand in the middle of it. Uh, I can identify (laughs) with you in that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, actually... How important it is to take this to the real world, right? This is not just a story. Mm -hmm. This is what they were going through and things that we're going through. We might not be crossing the Jordan, but you might be crossing a disease, a situation, a relationship issue, a job issue. And God says, I'm going to go ahead of you and I'm going to stand in the middle of the river until you go through it. Yes. You know, so you have to. I got this. And even if we can't see the crossed over, I can sometimes, I can imagine what it's going to be like after this difficult situation. Yes. I just can't imagine the next step and the next. Yeah, step, you, I, you don't know it. I, I, I just imagine myself stuck in a river. <laughs> yes, exactly. And, and you know, for me, it's very interesting, a, a particular verb in the Hebrew here on verse 10, that says that now by this you shall know that the living God is mm. among you. This word know is a very special know, is a yada in Hebrew, which is a very intimate 
knowing mm. used many times of a man that knew a woman mm-hmm. and you know in this case Israel would know God in a new way because it would be an experiential way mm-hmm. it's not just by what their parents told them yes they would know God in a new way this is the first big miracle for this new generation yeah, exactly as they're, as they're beginning their experience with God exactly and they will know and it's interesting because when we go through the waters like Isaiah 43 says we know God in a, in a, in a new way. You know, because he says it will not overthrow you. The river will not overthrow you. But you know God in a new way. Sometimes I think at, we want to skip this yeah, part. Yeah, we want to skip walking through the river. Yeah, we want to skip the mud. We just want to get there, but yeah. we can't. But we have the assurance of God's God presence. Is with us. Exactly. And so here we have a very interesting thing. The Ark of the Covenant is mentioned so many times. Verse 6, verse 8, 11, 13, 14, 17. And then in the next chapter, chapter 4, verse 7, 9, 11, 16, 18. Because the center of the narrative is that the Ark of God, the symbol of His presence, is going ahead of them. Mm-hmm. So in the crossing, we are told of the impossibility Uh, that they can cross their mm-hmm. own way. Yes. And verse 15, at the end, it says the situation of the Jordan at that moment, which you already mentioned a moment ago. Yep. Go ahead. The Jordan is at flood stage all during the harvest. Yet, oh, stop. <laughs> yeah, you can stop there. <laughs> okay. The issue is that they were not only crossing the Jordan, but they were crossing it in a time where it would overflow. Mm-hmm. There we're, was no way. We're talking about a big, big angry <laughs> river yes. here. Uh, that's right. And so the Levites with the Ark go in front of them, and you can read the whole crossing. It's mm-hmm. very, very interesting. And um, they carried the ark, says verse 15 of chapter 3, when those who carried the ark came into the Jordan and the feet of the priests carrying the ark were dipped in the edge of the water. And it says here, for the Jordan overflows, etc. The waters which were flowing down from above stood and rose up in one heap a great distance away. And and the confirmation of verse 17 is that they crossed on dry ground. Not even muddy, Pastor <laughs> Elizabeth. Not even muddy. We're talking about, like, this is how present what God wants to be in our circumstances. Yes. Mm-hmm. That I, I believe that sometimes we can be right in the storm and not even realize it because yeah. we're filled with this peace of His presence. Yeah, and, and that's what He promises, right? Mm-hmm. And and this is trusting God's way to the promised land, mm-hmm. uh, both for daily life and for theology. It's like, how am I going to ever get to the promised land? Look at it. And God says, it's impossible for you. Yes. That's what you need to understand. Yes. It's impossible for you. But I have done it for you, and yes. you're going to uh, trust me. And we can't emphasize it enough because our will is just to grab on to whatever we can Absolutely, grab on to. Absolutely, but no, no. In, in some cases, that's not, we can't yeah, do anything. No, We're in the middle no. of the river, right? He's got to carry us through it. <laughs> Absolutely. So they crossed on dry ground mm-hmm. to the other side. After all these years, they finished crossing the Jordan, says in verse 17 and the last words. Uh, of this verse. And then we get to the next chapter, chapter four, where jo- uh, where Joshua says, well, okay, we have to put a memorial of yes. this. Because if we don't put a memorial, people will again forget. Yeah. The generations go by, yeah. they will forget, right? And so they take the stones right from the middle of the river. Like, it's not possible to get these. These had to be in the moment. Come on, come yeah, on. Yeah, you yeah, had yeah, to get yeah, these stones yes. in the moment of your greatest crisis. Yes, and I and I love that. And verse three of chapter four says that, says that you're t- to take 12 stones from here out of the middle of the mm-hmm. Jordan from the place where the priest's feet are standing firm. So wow. This is to remember that God was with you, not just at the beginning of the crossing, at the end. He was in, in the middle in of the river. the <laughs> middle. Maybe yeah. you today are in the middle. Yeah. In the middle. You you can't even feel the dry ground or the waters are raging up over you. Yeah. But trust that His presence is with you. Right in the middle in of the, the river. In the middle of it. And, and actually says that this would be also a memorial for the future generations yes. of 
verses yes. 22 and 24 talks about the fact that this is the way that the next generations yes. would relive this miracle. Yes. It would be by this memorial from those stones that they took from the middle of the river, took out, you know. I love that it's an invitation to question in the future. This is verse uh, 19, 20. Uh -huh. uh, in the future, when your descendants Ask their fathers, what do these stones mean? Yeah. Tell them that we crossed over on dry ground. It invites the questions like, tell me about the past. Tell me about the things you've experienced. And you will have a testimony, a witness to what you've been through. Yes. I, I remember a phrase now that I saw one time. It said, today's test is tomorrow's testimony. Mm. And, you know, it starts with test too, right? Yes. <laughs> so, yes. Just in case somebody missed that. And so <laughs> it's interesting because sometimes when we're in the difficulty, we don't see the way out. And yes. God says, this will be your testimony. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I, I keep remembering a verse. I just came from a graduation. I spoke for the baccalaureate Sabbath. And um, I, I kept talking about this one verse. And I'm going to bring it to you. It wasn't in our notes, but if you don't mm, mind, I'm going to share. Gonna yeah. Yeah. It's Isaiah 43, um, verses 1 to 3, that says, you know, don't fear for I have redeemed you. I have called you by name. You are mine. And then it says, when you pass through the waters, Isaiah 43, 2. I will be with you. Mm -hmm. It doesn't say you will never pass through waters. It yes. says, I will be with you. Through the rivers, they will not overflow you. When you walk through the fire, you will not be scorched. For I am the Lord your God, the Holy One of Israel, your Savior. Mm -hmm. So this is this is the guarantee you have when you're crossing into uncharted territory. And remember that you will cross waters and you will cross yes, fire. Exactly. That's going to come to all of us. Yeah, and now let's take this to the future, you know. When we talk about salvation, we, we talk about eternal life. We're going, well, how are we ever going to cross over to the promised land? That's mm -hmm. why we're doing this series, Trusting God's Way. Yes. We come, have to come to, to a place where we trust that God is the one that makes us go through. Jesus made a way where there was no way mm -hmm. to the promised land. And it's true. It's uncharted territory. But we are assured. He says, do not fear, for I have redeemed you. I have called you by name. You are mine. Thank you for joining us today on Jesus 101. For more insights and resources, connect with us at Jesus101.tv. That's Jesus101.tv. Like us on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash Jesus101institute and follow us on Twitter at Jesus101media. Until next time, live free. Woohoo!